Ryan. Good morning, Coach Stephanie. How are you this morning? I am fabulous. Awesome. I uh, good week and looking forward to the weekend. I'm going to Tucson on Saturday to watch a whole bunch of games of lacrosse. Awesome. So I will be getting a very good tan. <laughs> yes. So what what's your weather like right now in, in uh, out in the well, Tucson the area? High, the high yesterday was 90. Wow. So it's getting a little warm. Yes. I'm having to do my bike rides and stuff in the morning. Already. Let's see. Here we are in uh, in the Cincinnati area. We are, uh, so Monday, or see, Sunday, we were 80 degrees on Tuesday wow, morning. Wow, that's yep. warm for you guys. It was. And then on Tuesday morning, we woke up to snow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's enough to shock the system. Yes. It's like, it's like group cold thermogenesis. Exactly. It's uh, It has been a... A long winter for us, and then the allergy season is up on us. Actually, I had some allergy issues last week, which I rarely have allergy issues, but because of all the rain and all the everything in bloom, it hit me all at once. And that was. Have you tried uh, lavender oil for your allergies? I have, and I've actually done several different things. And with oil of oregano, that's the one of the things that has really kind of uh, helped me over time. So, cool. yeah, so that one has actually removed most of my allergies. I've unfortunately been out of oil or oregano for um, about a month and a half or so. And so I hadn't been taking it. And lo and behold, I got hit with an allergy attack. So time to stock up again. It is. Yes. So, um, yeah. So it's been a it's been a good week. I've had actually some interesting stuff this past Wednesday night. I was at a uh, quantified self little meetup group that's here in the Cincinnati. They've uh, just started. So at the next Quantified Self, I get to talk about heart rate variability and uh, oh, some exciting. of the, yeah, some of the cool stuff. So uh, there is uh, several people that were, that were there that were very interested, several health practitioners that do some other things within the health industry. And we actually had a speaker from New York, which is a writer for Mashable. And he was actually talking about happiness and quantifying happiness and things. So it was really cool. So it was a great little meetup. It was about two and a half hours long. So good times. Oh, exciting. Yes. Well, a friend of mine, uh, Troy Casey, he's the certified health nut, has convinced me that I need to do this transformation from Curium. So I got all my transformation kit yesterday, and it's um, used master amino pattern um, amino acids green drinks and stuff it's supposed to you know it's a cleanse but it's also supposed to be the side effect of the cleanse is weight loss so we will see how it goes he swears to me that people feel absolutely insanely fabulous when they're done and they lose anywhere from if they need to lose weight anywhere between five and 25 pounds so he did. He doesn't need to lose weight, but he said he noticed that he felt better, and he uh, the amino acids are supposed to really keep you going. Sure. And the the drink the drink. Oh, the green drink. Yeah. Yeah, it's a greens and cherry juice and um yeah that sort of thing. Okay. So we'll see how it goes. I'll purport next week because it'll be seven days in. Um. And, and tell you where I'm at. Yes. So keep us posted on that and how it's affecting your performance. Because that's, you know. Well, yeah. Oh, that's what I wanted to add is you're supposed to be able to still exercise because the amino acids. Because right. I've done cleanses before and you cannot exercise. Right. 
Yeah. It's because a, whenever you're cleansing it and you you are stressing the system and then whenever right. you exercise on top of that, you're just, you know, just as we talked about with heart rate variability, you're digging yourself into a hole whenever right. you're stressing your system even more. So It says light exercise, right. but you can still exercise, which okay. is a big difference between some other cleanses that you can't, like, it's not even, you couldn't exercise even if you wanted to because you're yeah. tired. Exactly. Yes. So... Well, well, cool. Well, today, so on on with today. So today we get to talk about one of those fun subjects that everybody has, and that's a brain. The how to hack your brain. Correct. So our top eight brain hack ideas that we have, and the things that we that we like to utilize as uh, coming from not only our superhuman background but also our years of experience. So, um, so what? So our brain optimization. Well, let's start with the bottom. Okay. We're going to do eight, number eight. Mm-hmm. We're the top eight brain hacks, uh, brain games. Okay, brain games. Ooh, love the brain games. Of course, everybody has seen the commercials on TV for luminosity. So okay. when they talk about neuroplasticity, so that is the concept uh, of that the brain is constantly changing and we can actually increase our intelligence, increase our emotional intelligence, our IQ as well. So we can actually, through training, we can actually become smarter and we can also stave off uh, many effects of, uh, you know, food and environment and things like that. So, you know, obviously Alzheimer's is a thing we see commercials about, but it's affecting many lives now. So one of the things we can look at is brain games to actually keep the brain working. Just like muscles, we don't exercise. We're not. We're not going to be able to keep our muscles. They atrophy. Right. Same thing with our brain. Yep. So, so the luminosity, obviously, that's one that everybody sees. It's a really cool concept of of the different types of games. Uh, But then the one of the one of the ones that really works well is called dual in back training. There's free apps for phones, Android, iPhone, all of those, as well as on your computer. And that concept is what you're doing is there's uh, squares and you actually have to remember like the N is the number back that you have to do. So if it's, it could be, if it says square, square, triangle, you have to remember square. If it's square, triangle, triangle, that's what you got to remember that. So basically you have to remove two steps back. Then as you progress past that, you're going to remove three steps, four steps. Five steps. The most I've ever gotten is actually four steps back. It's really challenging. You got to think about it and you have to really focus on it. It's not something you're just going to sit down and, and just whip right on through it. So it's, it's a really cool training. You have to think, you have to focus, and it really does improve your mental performance. So dual in back training would be my number eight. Okay, number seven, smart drugs. Smart drugs. Yes, lots of information about nootropics that are all over the place. So uh, we've seen there was the movie that was, and I'm actually drawing a blank on the movie right now. And, Bradley but, Cooper's movie. Yes. So you talk, I'll look. Okay, so with uh, so smart drugs, uh, the most common one that we see are is like modafinil. That is one uh, we have. Um, just a whole list of them. There's actually, we'll put a link up to the, um, to a website that has a whole host of neurotropics. So whether you listen to 
Dave Asprey and the Bulletproof Executive, he's probably one of the most common that uh, talks about all the different neurotropics. So the one thing that you have to really think about with those is... Bring, I think it's limitless. Limitless, that's, that's it. I was drawing a complete blank on it. So, um, but the... Apparently you need some smart drugs. Yes, <laughs> I do. It's a, it's a Friday and I'm ready for the weekend. So we have... Yeah, it's a weekend. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, that's uh, you can tell we're not on smart drugs right exactly. now. Exactly. That's uh, that's actually. But I'll put a link in there. So that's actually one of the things I've been I've been looking at. So we've uh, there's you know we've got everything from you've got Alpha Brain from on it. That's a really really common one. But uh, Modafinil. You have um, uh, I'm trying to think of the other one. Oh, well we'll go on past it. But what it does is. Basically, the smart drugs are going to increase your dopamine. They're also going to increase your noradrenaline and your serotonin. But the thing is, if you're an athlete, you really have to watch these because they are banned by the WADA. Right. So, yep. And they can also uh, disrupt some sleep, which we'll get to here in a little bit. So, yep. so smart drugs would be my number seven. Cool, cool. Um, number six is light therapy. Right, so light therapy is uh, kind of goes hand in hand with sleep, as I said, we'll get to. But so blue light is one of the things that actually really activates the the cortisol in our system and actually gets us going in the morning. So with that's what wakes us up. Right? It does, right? So whenever we have uh, the sun in the morning, the blue wavelength is one of the things that actually helps to stimulate us and help, helps to get us up in the morning. Same thing as in at nighttime is if you have blue light coming in from your computer, from um, your, TV. your TV, from fluorescent bulbs, all those right. types of things. And it can be even like the little blue light that might be on your alarm clock. Or if you have a, you know, it could be the fire, the smoke detector that's in your house. All those little lights that are blue lights, what they do is they're actually doing the exact they're opposite stimulant. we want. They're stimulant and we want to go to sleep. So in the evening we want to look at removing blue light and so that's where we're going to look at things that are going to be more of a red light zone so that we can actually uh, drift off into a sleep for most people i say i want us completely out i want a dark room i want a cold room things blocking all the light you got a smoke detector put a piece of uh, black electrical tape black on tape it, on it. Right. Yep. Uh, remove your tvs remove all those electromagnetic fields from your bedroom so that you can get a good night's sleep. So sleep would be our next one. That was number six. Number six, number, well, sleep's a little higher up, but the light therapy is number oh, six. Oh, yes, yep, I'm sorry. Yep. Don't, don't jump ahead. Okay. <laughs> so uh, um, number five is music, mm -hmm. um, music therapy. And we had, both Ryan and I were at the Become Superhuman conference, and we listened to a talk from Dr. Phil Maffetone. Right. And he talked about um, music therapy, mm -hmm. which was an amazing talk. And I was so shocked because when I heard about, oh, we're going to hear, hear about brain waves, I was like, that's not what I want to hear from Dr. Maffetone. I want to hear from Dr. Maffetone. I want to hear about his um, research on endurance training, because that's what he's known for. But it right. was an amazing talk about how important it is to relax your brain mm -hmm. and do a reset that will um, 
you know, help you become more, you know, alert. Right. And um, so he, it, music therapy mm-hmm. and um, so right. he, and there's a, there's a page on Dr. Maffetone's website. It's called a new treatment. That's not so new. Get your brain to heal and your body, um, your brain to heal the body using music is, um, is simply powerful. So right. we'll put a link in the show notes to this um, webpage, but it, um, it's just a way of putting your brain into the right um, wavelength to let it to calm down. Exactly. Yeah. So when we talk about when we talk about sleep, we actually talk about the different brain waves and and actually from a waking state all the way down to our, our deep sleep and and the frequency that we're in. But when we had that talk with Dr. Maffetone and also a lot of the things that I do. So whenever I'm talking with neurolinguistic programming, which we've talked about. We're talking about these the different wavelengths. So this alpha right. and theta. So theta is whenever we're kind of uh, tapping into our subconscious mind. That's kind of that that state um, of you're between half waking. Asleep, right. So sometimes right. you're coming out or you're doing something that you're very used to doing. We actually spend a lot of time in alpha state, taking a shower. That's when you know, a lot of times people are very creative. So it's a very relaxed state of mind because you're kind of used to doing that. So music can put us into that alpha and theta state. We uh, also have binaural tones and binaural beats, which is another way of handling uh, what's going on as far as with your brain. So if that's actually a change in frequency. So you'll have one frequency in one ear and another frequency in the other ear, and they cancel each other out so that... You that, can download apps for that. Absolutely, yes. Right, so, we'll put links for that. Yes, so... So we're actually, the brainwave amplification that we're talking there, it again, it can actually boost serotonin, acetylcholine, the catecholamines, DHE, melatonin. So music therapy is great for helping the brain. Huge. Heart math training is great for helping the brain. That's our number four. Okay, so the heart-brain connection. So the heart field is actually 60 times larger than the electrical field of the brain. Most people don't realize that that heart field is that large. So we've talked about heart rate variability. This is heart rate variability training, but with the heart math and this heart-brain connection, we're really talking about the coherence. How do we uh, get rid of the negative emotions? How do we think about and put ourselves into a state? How do we control that? How do we learn to recognize it? How do we get into a whole system of connecting our body, our brain and our heart, that we want our heart and our brain working together to increase that electrical field. So heart rate variability training, the EM way, the inner balance sensor for the iPhone or the iPad, those are those are ways of really contra- controlling and connecting your heart and your brain. Right. So number seven was our smart drugs, but number five is supplements. Oh, okay. So, all right, so we have supplements. So, first thing we need to think about when supplements are the easy ones that we talk about all the time. Vitamin D. There's a direct correlation between vitamin D deficiency and cognitive performance. So, vitamin D3 is one of the huge ones. I take, uh, I personally take around 6,000 to 8,000 international units a day. Uh, A lot of people talk about... The scary right. thing of vitamin D is, you know, oh, you take it's a fat soluble vitamin. You have to take too much, you know. Obviously, you have to it's, take it with fat. You have to have fat in your system. 
Right. So we, we have right. to do that. But then also, you know, a lot of people are concerned about, oh, it's a, it's a fat soluble. It can become toxic. Well, for most people, it's not until we start taking 80,000 units, upward of 50,000 units is whenever we start getting into a, uh, a toxicity level. So for most I of us, that 8 to 10,000. Uh, yeah, for, I think you should still measure vitamin D to, to find out where you're at if you feel you like have some cognitive issues. Mm-hmm. I I thought I was low on vitamin D. I was eating a ton of sardines, and I was also really achy and stiff. So I had my vitamin D measured, and I was through the roof mm-hmm. with high levels of vitamin D, and it causes hardening of tissues. Right. That's why I was really achy and my joints hurt was because I had high vitamin D. And so um, to bring it, it's hard. <laughs> if you have high vitamin D, it's actually a little hard to bring it down. I had to stop eating all sardines and all anchovies, which I really like. Um, I had to really cut back on um, all sources of vitamin D. And I live in Arizona, so it's easy for, for me if I'm eating good cholesterol through grass-fed meat and fish oil, you know, fish oil through eating salmon, sardines, and anchovies. You go out in the sun, your body's producing a lot of vitamin D. Correct. So um, just remember there's a scale. If you have a good diet, your body is able to make more vitamin D and right. to make to measure it to find out where you're at. Right. So, so And we'll put some links for do. both Wellness FX yeah. and Direct Labs in the notes because you can, you can have that tested with those easily too. So... We'll include the right. both whether you have a direct labs or whether you have another lab that you can use wellness effects. So we'll have those in the show notes. Right, and too. I believe Ryan's an affiliate. You're affiliate for those, right? I am, yes. For for both direct labs as well as uh, right. as wellness effects. So let's hop on here. So we've got also our omega threes. So you know uh, we have our fish oil. So fish oil. right, a triglyceride based fish oil. So. Um, we have, you know, there's cod liver oil, there's all the different omega-3s. And the fermented, like uh, green pastures fermented cod liver oil, it's really easily mm-hmm. absorbed. Right. Carlson's is another one mm-hmm. as far as with liquid. You know, there's, whenever we're looking at the different uh, different fish oil uh, gel caps, there's different times you want to use some one that has a vegetarian-based, you know, capsule that we're not looking at all the, you know, we're not... Uh, counterbalancing the effects of what the omega-3s are. And obviously, omega-3s are a huge one, too. You can buy them about anywhere, but then you got to really be cautious because if you go to the local grocery store and you're buying just that omega-3 just to get some omega-3s, you're probably not getting the best fish oil. And that's the same with fish. You want to make sure it's wild-caught. You don't want any farmed fish. So it's going to have a better quality omega-3s in the actual fish oil. Exactly. So... Yes, I've actually used uh, Living Fuel. I've used uh, Ocean Essentials. There's been several of them. I've also used the Carlson. So I like all of those. They're I've, they're really yeah, well. I've used Carlson's and um, Green Pastures, the fermented cod liver oil, mm-hmm. and it's really good. It tastes good. Right. <laughs> it's uh, the only problem is it's like forty dollars a bottle. Right. Yeah. What's your, what's your cost of health? So we talk about forty dollars a bottle or we can go out and we can buy, you know, four pizzas, and which one is going to do right. more good? Right. So I would rather yeah, I would rather spend uh, forty dollars on a bottle of omega threes for for a month than uh, spend on four pizzas. With the uh, green pastures, it actually they taste almost as good as a pizza. Oh yeah, it's pretty. They're pretty yummy. Yep, absolutely. Oh, that cinnamon tingle. It's like you 
you want to eat it. You because it's it comes in a jar, but it's can you eat it with a spoon? It's really yummy. Okay. So, so people, we've got a couple more supplements on, are, here. Yep. So uh, so obviously we've covered vitamin D and we covered omega threes. But some of the other ones uh-huh. that most people don't think about, we have some other supplements that work really, really well. One of my favorites is an adaptogenic herb, rhodiola. So rhodiola really helps uh, increase blood flow and brain function. So it's it works in a lot of things. It uh, works well with uh, people with uh, ADHD, um, we've, as well as some to kind of, if people don't like taking ADHD medicines, this is, a, this is a potential alternative. Again, we're not medical professionals here. This is one that I myself use, and it really kind of helps keep me focused as well. So rhodiola is one. We have ginkgo biloba, which also increases blood flow to the brain. We have ginseng, which is more of a, a stimulant. So we've got uh, lots of different alpha-lipoic acids. So there's several supplements that we can utilize there to increase brain function. But that's uh, that would be my number. What was that number? Three? Three. That's three. Okay. What was that? Yeah, so we had number three. What do we have next? Sleep is number two. Dose. Sleep. Because if you're not sleeping, your brain's not working. Exactly. Which Mm -hmm. is a little scary. My cousin went through medical school, and she was talking about how horrible it was to stay up so late and the reason they do it is because they've always done it that way and it's like an initiation i've read studies show notes where the doctors who have missed who have been up longer Mm -hmm. make more mistakes if you're ever sick in the hospital and you find out that your doctor's been up for hours i would say i don't want them treating me right sometimes you don't have a choice but yes uh you know of course of course as People that are listening to the fitness nerds, they're taking care of their bodies and they're doing everything and from a... Exactly. You so. could, could be in a car accident, though. True. So, yes. Yeah, there's, you there's... never know. You could fall off a ladder. That's right. So, let's uh, take a look from there. So, yeah. So, sleep, obviously, that's our that's our time whenever our brain is making sense in, in basically putting all of the all the patterns of everything that we receive during the day. That is our download time. That's the time whenever we can really, uh, you know, process the day. So that's and prepare for the next day. We want to move everything from those that short-term memory into a long-term memory. So sleep is there. That's where we need good sleep. Again, electromagnetic field, making sure your phones are on uh, on airplane mode, removing the alarm clocks, TVs, all of that type of stuff from your bedroom. So and no light and a nice chilly bedroom right to help you sleep another thing what we talked about earlier about light therapy is to turn off a lot all electronics before you go to bed to help you calm down so it's easier to fall into that state and then there are ways to reset your sleep cycle there are ways to reset your circadian rhythms right so um number one so, Which this we think is important because we're fitness professionals and is exercise. Absolutely. So, and that's not why we put it as number one, but it is very important to your body, to, to your brain, to move your body. True. Yeah. That, and to me, it really is one of those of the most important things. So um, one of the, my favorite books is Spark by Dr. John Rady. It's a great oh, book. I love yeah, that's a great book. And it talks about. Uh, how exercise affects the brain, and it actually gives some great research that's on there, looking at schools and 
how whenever they're implementing, you know, different exercise programs, which is a fitness program, not just a gym class. Uh, so when we start looking at actually what they're doing from a fitness standpoint, how much more intelligence the, the students actually have. So that's, uh, that's one of the things, recommend that book highly. So we'll put that in the show notes. But the cool thing about exercise is it increases mitochondrial density in the brain. So in right. those brain cells, so we've got that mitochondrial. That's the little powerhouse of the brain. We also create new brain cells. We are myelinating new nerve pathways. And we've got this release of this wonderful substance called BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor. So with exercise, we get the BDNF release. It does determine what type of exercise we get to get smarter and to get the BDNF. You know, people ask, oh, so I, I already weight trained. Am I going to get it? Well, we actually have, with weights, a lower blood flow, so we actually have less BDNF outside of the muscle, whereas with aerobic, we actually get an increase in the BDNF to the body and the brain. So with that, the aerobic cardio exercise, which I know has been taking a huge hit, they talk about people anymore, and you know, the, the new thing is to bash endurance athletes, uh, which... You know, I think we need all of it. Obviously, we need. Right, there's training. a bell curve to everything. Absolutely. In the, on the on the end of the bell curve, it's a problem. And endurance training increases not only the mitochondria of your brain, but also in every cell of your body. It's just that you have to do it at the right level, and mm-hmm. you have to make sure you recover. And that's not the only thing you do. Right. So those are the big things with endurance training. And most people are not running western states every year exactly yep. you know yep. most people are not going into that category i happen to have a lot of friends who are endurance athletes and As some of I. them are more extreme than others and you can see the difference you know that they're whenever you're taxing your body that much you need to make sure that you recover as well there's Absolutely. a lot of criteria to, that can make endurance training bad Absolutely. but those things are not necessarily the endurance training themselves or they've you know, done too much extreme endurance training. So, you know, so there's a there's a balance. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. So when we got people that are training for ultra after ultra, marathon after marathon, you know, obviously they're doing additional damage to to the body. You know, same right. way as you know, if we if you've got uh, somebody who's doing only strength training, you know, and uh, only short term stuff, there's going to be times whenever they need to have more endurance. So. You know, obviously there's a lot to be said for high intensity. I'm a big fan of minimalist training but for endurance sports, but at the same time, we do need to have that endurance that's there. So, but whenever we're talking about the brain, we want to talk about how much uh, of the aerobic cardio exercise. So I typically recommend 10 to 45 minutes of, of aerobics in the morning. That can be a light aerobic. So, you know, somebody who's got a bike trainer set up in their house or you know, some type of thing where they can actually do around 10 to 45 minutes of lighter aerobics. You know, go for a walk. You're walking the dogs. But we have, you know, so we've got 10 to 45 minutes of aerobics in the morning, especially before a mentally demanding day. So if you've got a high, uh, you know, a high pressure day, it's a great day to get up and do just a little bit of exercise in the morning. But again, when we talk about too much exercise, that increases cortisol, that increases stress on the body. Right. 
So it's not like you want to, you have a big meeting. You're not going to go run a marathon. No. (laughs) You're not going to go run a marathon and take a shower, then go to your meeting. Probably not the best. Most likely than not. It's not a, not a time for a good hard training. It's just going jogging for a half an hour and help work out the kinks. Get some blood flow to the brain, mm-hmm. take a shower, and then go do your meeting. Probably a good idea. Yep. And in light, fasted cardio works really, really well. So we didn't talk about diet. Diet is obviously a huge thing. You know, low in inflammatory diet. That would be another thing that we should probably add on our list. But, you know, that was our that was our top eight that we had. So uh, with that, I mean, that's, that is our top eight eight brain hacks for being able to optimize your brain. And I think that those are all very useful for folks. We'll have links in the show notes to everything. And if you have questions, you can always find us at fitnessnerdspodcast at gmail.com. You can email us. Mm -hmm. You can leave notes at the bottom of the um, podcast page Mm -hmm. or leave notes in Facebook. You can rate us or not Facebook. We do have a Facebook page. We do have a Facebook page. But you can't. You can leave notes there, or you can leave um, notes at a review at iTunes. Yes, absolutely. We would appreciate an iTunes rating, five-star, please. But uh, we would be happy to do that. If you've got ideas for shows, please let us know. We'll be happy to talk about those as well. We've got lots of more things questions. coming up, more interviews, right. all kinds of stuff to go. Very cool. 